0: What's up y'all? This is Shelby with Stories with Shelby on another episode where we bring on a special guest to share a story from his or her life because we believe that life is simply way too short to live a great story or a great experience and not come back and share that story with the rest of us. So calling in on the line from the great state of Pennsylvania, we have Daniel. Daniel, would you say hey to all our listeners?
1: Hey everyone.
0: Well it is good to have you here Daniel. I appreciate you coming on as a special guest and uh, you know I think we need to tell the people how we know each other. I feel like this introduction is a pretty common one here on the podcast uh, just because a lot a lot of great connections were made um, over at the stomping grounds of Lancaster Bible College. Uh, So yeah uh, how did we end up meeting there?
1: Mostly through the uh, the writing center there.
0: Yep absolutely and then Weird fun fact, Um, I guess not weird, but just random fun fact, Um, you and my husband met way before you met me, right? Do you you remember that? (laughs) I
1: remember when you you messaged me the one day and told me that (laughs) uh, you were hanging out with, I I can't remember if you were married already or if you were engaged or just dating, Um, but yeah, I had played tennis in high school uh, with your, your now husband. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, we had a pretty tight knit team, so it was kind of cool to see it's that.
0: Such a small world. That's funny. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> well, hey, Daniel, um, if you would tell uh, listeners a little bit about a little bit about yourself, a little bit about kind of what season of life you're in, and then we'll uh, jump in from there.
1: Sure. So the season of life I'm in right now is that I just graduated from college in May of this year during uh, COVID. So that was a um, just a fun time all on its own. I graduated with a degree in music education and uh, biblical studies and worship arts. So right now I am using some of my musical giftings and, and training to lead worship at my church, uh, which is in Lancaster County. And I also work in construction with my brother. We do like house remodels and stuff like that. It's been a, been a fun experience so far, and I'm looking forward to more of it down the road.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like you got a lot going on there, but an exciting season, nonetheless, Mm -hmm. especially kind of getting to close out on one chapter and uh, start a new one. That's exciting. Awesome. Hey, well, in uh, Stories with Shelby fashion, we got to ask you a random question just because it's tradition around here. Um, (laughs) So your random question is, tell us, what's one of the most daring things uh, that you've ever done?
1: So I've been asked this question before, and I always kind of struggle uh, answering it. I was never really a, a daring person growing up. I was always the person to be a little more cautious. so cliff diving friends would ask me to, you know go cliff jumping with them, and I would be, you know, the hesitant one to not, to not do it, mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. But I guess one thing that I can think of is when I was a sophomore in college, um, so just a few years ago, about 22 years old. Um, I actually uh, started the process of buying a house. And to me, that felt like a really crazy, really daring thing to do because no one I knew my age um, had done anything like that. The reasoning behind it was I was at college and looking for ways to save money. And I realized how much money I was spending on room and board at college. So I was like, what can I do to minimize the cost here? And I was already receiving kind of like a housing scholarship to live on campus. Mm -hmm. So living off campus and renting wasn't um, actually going to save me any money. I was like, what if I can buy a house and live in one of the rooms and rent out the other rooms to friends and help them save money too. And that would cut all my living costs down to zero. So I kind of did all the math, worked through all the details and proposed the idea to my parents and they were supportive. And so I ended up going through the process. It was just after my 23rd birthday, actually, that I closed on the property. I've been a landlord ever since. So I've got a second property. Uh, it's a three-unit property. And so that's kind of like a, another endeavor. Um, but the first uh, property I had is probably the one that gave me the confidence to uh, explore something new and excited to have the opportunity to kind of grow my portfolio of rental properties and we'll see what happens.
0: Absolutely. That was so cool. And it's funny, you kind of went into this going, I don't know if it's super daring, but it felt like it. I mean, I totally 100% would label that as daring. Really cool. But hey, diving into the reason why I asked uh, Daniel on the podcast, I recently stumbled across something pretty cool on Amazon, definitely not by accident. But Daniel, would you tell us a little bit about what that was and how that got started?
1: Yeah, so I actually recently just published a, a book it's entitled Aiden, like the name. It's not a recent book that I've written. It's actually uh, from a manuscript that I wrote when I was about 12 years old and I'm 26 now. So it was something I was talking with a friend about and I just started thinking about the story again. And I was like, why why haven't I done anything with this? I so much effort on it and uh, I was like, man, I should really try to publish it. So I found out about Amazon. I didn't actually publish it to sell it. I published it so I could have a copy for myself just to um, be able to look at and say, I did something cool here. And um, so that's why it's on Amazon. But I've been able to share that with with friends. It's really just a story about um my my almost my fantasy self, to be honest. It's a about a boy who was about my age when I wrote it and he's just kind of living in this fantasy world where he gets to discover his his destiny. And the story itself is actually not finished. It's something that I sat down and started when I was twelve years old with a lot of inspiration. I was like, man I want to have an adventure. So I wrote these chapters and the inspiration kind of fizzled out and I just set it on a shelf for years and years. It sits unfinished currently. Uh, I may end up diving back into it at some point to try to flesh it out a little bit more, but it just stands as a reminder of my, uh, a lot of my effort that I, that I put into being creative at that point in my life. So I I really enjoy having that as a memorabilia from my past.
0: <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and, uh, you know, from speaking from the standpoint of a writer, I think that's really cool too. I mean, mm-hmm. being able to look back on your childhood, and I remember when I first picked up the book, I was like, "Wow, I like this is this is impressive for you know an 11, 12 year old." I knew full well that this wasn't current writing from right. you, but I was like, "Wow, like I'm very impressed." I don't think at 11 or 12 years old that I would have written that way. So I'm impressed. And um, you were telling me a little bit about the cover too. There's a there's a significance to the cover. What's that?
1: Oh, so I was trying to figure out what to use for the cover art. I didn't want to just use a standard thing that Amazon had to offer. So I actually delved a little bit into photography uh, and videography when I was younger, and I still do a little bit of, of that. And um, the cover photo is actually a photograph of, that I took of the valley I grew up in. And I had to like go into Photoshop and remove all the telephone poles and everything uh. just to make it look more fantastical, you know.
0: Yeah, um,
1: from a different time period, but yeah, it's a cool memory of my home hometown area.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and that's funny. I totally forgot about the uh, photography and videography hat that you wore. Mm-hmm. I remember we made that. Um, was like a music <laughs> video type
1: thing. Don't remind me.
0: <laughs> that? Oh man, that, that was a hoot. So, that
1: was so cheesy, so yeah, much. it was
0: cheese. hilarious. It was. It
1: was. I They're think I think they that. still use that. I actually talked to a Ready Center person. <laughs> recently and they're like i had to watch that video that you did
0: oh I my like,
1: oh, no. I'm oh so god i'm so
0: sorry <laughs> I, like, I put it in the training it's like i get to know yes that's
1: exactly <laughs> right. and they showed it in chapel the one day oh man the fake fall with the guitar that was the best
0: Yes, that was hilarious but it sounded so good because the way you like <laughs> up the audio
1: <laughs> exactly
0: oh that was good that's cool so what did you I guess my next question is what did you learn through this process
1: I'm the type of person that I'll start a million things and not finish a single one and think that it was all just a waste and even the things you put effort towards that you don't complete they have value and uh, there's not there's not a waste that you look at after you've um, you know set your mind to something even if it's not finished if you pick up a book that you want to read and you read you know you skip around and you end up reading only half the book you might have read, you know, the best nuggets of of that whole book and what you read and it's not wasted. And I think that whole idea that you have to finish something for it to be worth something takes away a lot of the value that you can experience in life. Of course there's there's some things that you need to, you know, set your mind to to complete it. But I think in, in a lot of creative senses, when you're working with art, it's just good to value what you've created. And with this book, I just realized I didn't want to look at it as a failed project. I wanted to look at it as something that I set my mind to, and I did, and I accomplished. Not because I finished it, but because it's uh, worth something to me. It's, it's a part of who I am. It's a journey that I went on, and even though I didn't finish that journey, I, I might have taken a road trip across the country, and I, I finished. I, I ended up deciding to quit halfway, but all the adventures I got to experience up to that point, were worth something. So I just, I just took a step and, and wanted to value what I had created, and so that's why I published the book. Um, like I said, not for necessarily anyone to buy, but for myself to have to remember that. When I put effort towards something, whether it's finished or whether it's not, that I can look at it and be excited about what I did.
0: Absolutely. And I love that. I mean, super relevant to all of our journeys. And, you know, I can't help but think about how God doesn't waste any season of our life, Mm -hmm. any experience that we go through. I mean, you hear over and over again you know what why why did I go through this difficult time, or you know why did I go through this season of questioning or this season of wondering or this season yeah. of loneliness or whatever it might be, um and it just seems like, wow, that season was not a fun season, and it was like mm-hmm. it feels like it was a waste of my time, um but in reality, not at all, um and y- you know that as well as I do that
1: so true. Uh, yeah.
0: You know, we serve a God who quite literally can, you know, make even ashes become beautiful. So I, I'm not comparing your book to, you know, some ashes or something. But yeah. I'm just saying that, that God God uses all those seasons. And
1: exactly. I mean,
0: what what a great way to look at life, though. I mean, it, it, you're right. Like I I never really thought about it, but so many of us have that like finish line mentality. Like, mm-hmm. I, I I never really uh thought about it or put words to it, but um, mm-hmm. you're right. There's there's joy in the journey. There's beauty in the journey. And, and shame on us for only saying that the, that the finish line is, is the beauty mm, is the beauty yeah. part of it. So. Well said. Well, if anybody does want to see it, if we've piqued their curiosity, uh, I can drop a link to it. It makes me want to look back at stuff that I wrote as a kid just to, you know, Good. see what it was like at that time. Yeah. But man, if you could go back and tell your 12-year-old self something, what would you say to the, to the kid who wrote that book?
1: That's a good question. I don't know if I would necessarily tell him anything. I think that just letting that young person experience that journey on his own, and maybe the only thing that I would leave with them is just an encouragement of this is worth something. And this is valuable, uh, regardless of whether you end up finishing it. Because I think I always had that mentality. Like, I don't know, I read books when I was when I was younger, and just reading through the end and understanding the whole the whole story. And um, there was something that seemed valuable about that, um, that I wanted to recreate and I wanted to, you know, Oh, I imagine myself as a best-selling author, you know, I was always a a dreamer. And I think, uh, just, just the value of being a dreamer in life, um, is something that when you grow up, people discourage, um, you know, you're, you're always told like, Oh, that's, that's not going to put food on your table when you grow up. That's not going to amount to anything or not worth pursuing because this is, this is, um, not something that other people, you know, most people succeed at, you know, who cares yeah. if your dream is something then I think that you should be able to pursue that, even if it doesn't amount to what you expect, um, just pursue it to where it leads and uh, see what happens. And I ended up with a cool thing from my past that I'm excited about. And I'm really glad that I pursued and spent hours and hours trying to figure out the best way to write one sentence, you know, just keep at it, keep dreaming. Right now, I'm, my my dreams have shifted beyond Writing more to uh, real estate and music and stuff like that, but I think the the values I've learned about through this book: keep dreaming and don't let old, boring people tell you that. <laughs> It's not worth it.
0: Yeah. I love that. In a way, <laughs> we all need to kind of embrace the the joy and the dreaming of of uh, a child, really. Man, well, hey, great takeaways. And I can't think of a, a better note for us to end on there than just that encouragement to to keep dreaming and pursuing your dreams. I love that. Hey, mm. well, Daniel, thank you so much for uh sharing with us a glimpse at uh kind of what you were thinking and what you were uh dreaming of as a kid and now and I enjoyed hearing it and uh, I'm sure our listeners will too. So uh, to everyone listening, thank Thank you so much for tuning in uh, this morning or afternoon or evening, whatever time of day it is for you. Uh, as always, uh, we'll post a recap on our blog of our conversation today with Daniel. And uh, if you have a story that you would like to share, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out to us uh, on any of the social medias uh, or via email at storieswithshelby@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Uh, and for more information on stories with Shelby, please visit us online at www.storieswithshelby.com. And as always, we will see y'all at the next story.